Good morning, guys. This is the Adrian Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Cornley, and today I'm with Mark Stevenson, international business student with myself at Manchester. And today we're going to be learning about the trends of the US corporate bond market. Now, I'm not too familiar on the subject, and Mark, he's uh, recently been doing a lot of research into this. So he's going to share us uh, his uh, analysis and, and thoughts on the on the US bond market. Be sure to check out our website, ourgen.co.uk. So that's ourgen.co.uk. You can get free membership. It's that simple. Uh, What you're going to listen to today, really in-depth analysis, we have everything on that on the website. We've got the forum pages. We've got the newsletters. Really good content in there to help you grow your career and your business. So we're going to keep learning, get earning, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So, Mark, welcome. Hi, guys. Um, let's, uh, Let's kick things off. So obviously with the US corporate bond market, uh, I know from my basic understanding it's grown quite a bit. Well, yeah. Um, so recently, what what's the trend there? Well, obviously uh, the bond the bond market. The whole point about it is just to supply funds to companies who need that funding in order to grow or to remain solvent. And obviously, due to the pandemic's effects, uh, there's been a significant increase this year. Okay, so what? Uh, what kind of level, you know, who's, dishu- who's oh, so, issuing the bonds? So there's been $1.9 trillion, uh, there was $1.9 trillion of corporate debt issuance in the US corporate market alone in 2020. Just and the are, US? Yeah, this is just the US. And wow. then and that's made the market go into $10 trillion. Dollars. So we've got companies, we've got companies such as Boeing. So obviously the companies are very affected by the uh, by the COVID nineteen. So Boeing raised twenty five a twenty five million dollar bond in twenty twenty right. alongside other companies such as like technology companies looking to take advantage because uh, of the present low costs there were in the market, which I'll explain in a second. Yeah, I mean one point nine trillion is a ridiculous amount, and obviously the Fed have recently printed more, I think it's like more currency this year than the, or 2020 than they have yeah. in, in sort of history. And obviously that explains it with the 1.9 trillion. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, talk, talking about the Fed, the Fed did have a significant role this year in the bond market. Uh, and right. because basically due to coronavirus, there was a, it was becoming a huge sales market in the bond market. Transaction costs were rising. There was a lack of liquidity for overall companies. And then this led the Fed to intervene. Uh, and for the first time ever, they actually announced uh, they were going to buy corporate bonds directly from companies. Oh, so the Fed have so, the, so yeah. not only have they printed the currency for the US dollar, they've well, also issued bonds, bonds as well. And it, a, a company would issue the bond, and they'd buy the bond. So for example, yeah, so for example, they would buy the bonds. Yes, yeah, so they're, okay. so they're buying debt, debt. companies and very at very okay. low cost, with minimal interest rates for these companies. So a bond among these like beneficiaries are like Apple, eighteen team Ford, and some of these companies are even are even mm. not US based. So they're they even helping. One example of this is Toyota. So they're they're even helping firms not in their country, which is. In Japan, yeah, yeah. Like so it's slightly Japan, questionable why, uh, Japan, yeah, that why yeah. they're helping foreign foreign companies. Yeah, I mean, like overall, in terms of sort of the US markets, you know, the financial sector, obviously, there's a huge injection of yeah. capital from what you've just said, 
I mean, there must be someone, <laughs> if there's always things like this, there's well, always yeah, someone well, on the other end benefiting uh, from, from Yeah, that. it's good that you point out that, because the financial sector, the US financial sector in particular, benefits on all this US bond market activity, because it's the same as when they issued mortgages back before the crash, Well, the credit agencies gain fees from valuing the credit lists of bonds, investment bankers, the, yeah. the companies like Apple, they need investment bankers to help issue the bond loans to financial markets, so investment bankers will take fees, and then also bankers are also... Due to innovation now in the current day uh, financial world, they take they take these uh, they take these uh, these bonds and they take off their balance sheets and securitize them into uh, into like different types of securities, and then that's led them to uh, overall the financial sector this year. Due to this extreme amount of activity, it's led them to gain ninety one billion fees dollars ninety one billion dollars. 91, 91 billion dollars from January. Let's be specific about this. 91 billion dollars from January 2020 to September 2020. So it's not even a year. Months. 91 billion. That's just fees. That's just fees. That's just fees. Wow. I mean, it sounds like some sort of Ponzi scheme going on here. I mean, like you've got the Fed uh, printing more currency than ever. Then you sell it to big corporations and obviously the banking sector gets it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, who's going to pay for this all at the end? Because it, mm-hmm. from my own sort of looking into the US dollar, I mean, I'm surprised oh, that yeah. it hasn't collapsed yet. Well, yeah. it, it's probably uh, so we basically got the Fed, well, as you say, we've got the Fed also propping up the market. As it was, If it was going down to markets, who all these people say are fishing, the, the, market, the bond market would have collapsed. Then we've also got, uh, the, as a pun scheme you say, we've got low-rated companies entering the market uh, so companies that that shouldn't, which investors would normally reject, it, they're actually gaining this gaining this funding because, and you can tell this by looking at like the grades of the companies. So basically, credit agency would give a company a grade, yeah. Uh, Is that like um, the yeah? Well, yeah, they're graded them. on their solvency. They're graded. They're looking at the financial stability of the company and they give them a grade. And this for bonds, this right, goes from okay. AAA, the safest, the safest companies, so the apples, these the big banks who have the government in their back pockets, <laughs> and then down to down mm. down to C. <laughs> so it goes AAA to Bs to Cs, and then and then. But what we've seen is that the low low rated companies have heavily joined the market this year, taking advantage of the of the market propped up by the right. Fed. Uh, but but the problem with this is that it's been happening for the last ten years. It's just happened even more each year. So you've got a bond market full of companies with who are who could be who are classed as risky, and more likely to default on these bonds. Right. So I mean, you're saying that there's a lot of bonds being sort of sold and, and traded. Then, so what are they actually using them for? Like, what is the point of of corporations doing it that's that's a very interesting point so obviously with companies such as Boeing they'll need that to maintain their cash flows uh, throughout the year whilst oh, so the airlines because the yeah so there's yeah. two reasons so basically companies can use this, these bonds it's just like having extra funds companies can use these bonds for reinvestment back into their com- uh, reinvest back into their companies maintain the cash flow maintain that financial stability during periods of decline but then also uh, due to the current financial world, financialized world we live in companies are using this to fund further financial activity. So for example, let's give you an example here. Apple, 8.5 billion in 2020 in the bond markets, yeah? That's uh, what they've issued. Uh, they've that's issued what they raised. They, yeah, they, they issued it. They, I think they issued, they wanted less, but they actually ended up raising 8.5 billion, <laughs> yeah? But yeah. They're, this money will go back into financial markets as Apple even stated in their, in their records themselves how this bond will be used for dividends and share buybacks. So basically, they're wow. using they're using these funds just to give back to 
back to back to the investors then. Not anyway. really for business growth. Yeah, exactly. And it's a global trend, mate. We've seen sixty five percent this is a stat I've got, sixty five percent of large firms who issued debt in twenty nineteen have engaged in share buybacks. So I mean now you've said that it's it, yeah. I mean I don't look much into it, but like it definitely sounds like it's some sort of Ponzi scheme because obviously there's so many small, you said earlier on, there was a lot of yeah. smaller corporations which, you know, were lower graded and yeah. like they obviously, they need to employ people which they don't have the capital yeah. for. Well, so yeah, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, well, well these, these companies are, ga- are gaining these funds but then, I, but where, when they normally wouldn't, but then if you look at companies such as Boeing, yeah, let's, let's get in the Ponzi scheme of the bond market, there's lots of different activities. Boeing, it spent 50, 50, um, 50 million in, in buybacks in the past 10 years. And if it hadn't spent that money, uh, it wouldn't have needed to go to the bond market this year to gain 25 million. So the, 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 the emphasis they're putting on the finance finance side of the firm to deliver shareholder value, because a share buyback is basically where you put money into the stock price to raise it. So right, okay. if if Boeing hadn't have done that, they wouldn't have needed to go to the bond. So just, and they probably would have safer planes. Wow, I mean, that's crazy. And this is sounding, there's a lot of crossover from sort of the 0708 crash with like the, the, the mortgage, the grading yes. and also the, the yeah. secondary market. So is there anything more that relates? Yeah, so let me give you an overview of that. So 2007, 2007 we had basically an extension of, of borrowing, of lending to subprime borrowers as they were called, because the subprime, yeah. and these were these were high-risk uh, mortgage owners who were more like... Like the small businesses now, right? Like these small cap companies who are gaining yeah. this who are gaining the funding now through the bond market but then also in the mortgage crisis we had uh, the securitization we had the mortgage backed securities we had the collateralized debt obligations where these mortgages would be pulled into one little security and investors would invest in that and then we're seeing it now with the in the bond market with the creation of a collateralized bond obligation and banks have not very transparent on this activity uh, wow. and there's no you can't find any of this online but however it is true uh, those are obviously sources but the, the lack of information is apparent and a bit so banks are compiling these bonds into class bond obligations and they're full of these junk bonds these low quality bonds and when companies stop paying this securities will fail and we'll have financial yeah. instability again wow i mean that so in other words i mean we, we should be expecting some sort of collapse pretty much soon then if, if that's the case um yeah well well it depends because we've seen the fed coming before to to prop up the market so it just depends and yes we do expect higher default rates uh in the next year 2021 experts have predicted nine percent default rates on bonds so yeah there will be some arising financial instability coming soon well i mean it, what the biggest shock for me is that well it's not really a shock is that it's it's almost like the governments are, are secretly working with with these large entities you know these these corporations and they're undercutting all the smaller businesses yeah 100 percent. because because like you say because apple apple can go to the federal reserve obtain a bond with the lowest with with minimal with minimal interest rate where yeah. as that that's not available for a, 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 a smaller company but apple have it you probably needs it more right <laughs> exactly apple's got yeah. i think i don't know how much i think it's 200 billion offshore in cash 200 billion offshore yes cash. yeah wow that's crazy that is absolutely crazy. And why do they... I mean, that's I bet that's more than I think you mentioned earlier about the um, the total fees from from the financial sector. So that, oh yeah, that's so Apple's billion. cash. Yeah, so Apple's cash is double than what yeah. it is from Apple, the fees that they got from. Yeah. yeah, Apple Apple's a company that we will go into in other podcasts about tax haven use and stuff like that. 
So keep your mind. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Because obviously, there's a lot of uh, islands. Yeah, <laughs> do, lightly, I guess, yeah. Let me, I'll just give. I'll give the listeners one insight. So basically, Apple, uh, Apple have have are incorporated actually an island. A bit weird, but they incorporate an island, and this is because of the US taxes based based on where a company is incorporated, so they dodge US tax. However, Ireland also taxes on where a company is based, and and Apple is based technically in the US. It's headquarters in the US, so it doesn't pay any tax yeah. on either. I mean, um, that, that's recently hit news, obviously, in 2020. I, I did a bit of research into this, and I think for an Apple, like the biggest com- one of the biggest companies in the world, and like you said, obviously, they moved to Irish uh, land because obviously the, the corporate, corporate tax is lower. And I think they got fined, and it was quite a lot. I mean, we're talking like probably ten billion. I think it was a little bit more. And like for for Apple, it's worth that that fee. Yeah, exactly. It, Just yeah, exactly. in tax savings, you know, it's ridiculous. 100%. But I mean, yeah, fair play to him. <laughs> yeah, Apple. Apple wow. I mean, in China as well, uh, where a lot of Apple production takes place. Well, the assemblance of Apple products takes place actually a lot. Yeah, because they don't they didn't pay any tax there. And it's sneaky how they say designed in California. You never say they're made in China, do you? No, never say that. <laughs> wow, amazing. Well, um, is there any other comments on, on the US corporate bond market? Well, it just, it just be, uh, well, obviously they can check out our gen and put a, put a message in the forum and I'd happily reply to give... give so link, any questions? Yeah, have... link to any sources. And, but just keep your eyes out as keep your eyes out for future defaults as companies have obtained funding which they shouldn't which they shouldn't have got mm. and and i've i mean i've learned those just in this very short podcast and, and for people listening now they can use this especially if you get into investment banking um or anything to do with global affairs that you, you know this kind of information it shows that you're clued up um on you know on global markets things abroad and, and how the finance system works and um a, a future podcast is with a an hour gen member uh, harry beckwith and he talks about his uh, application for internships. So um, we're going to be doing that next week. And, you know, the information that we've learned today, I mean, that yeah. surprised me in, on how... In question, well, for example, in questions like when you're in a job interview, like about mm-hmm. they'll give you, they'll test you on your current affair knowledge. So this this information yeah. and this, knowing that the corporate bond market is high risk, knowing that these companies, knowing that this money is useful shareholder value, that will, that will impress the interviewee. Yeah, definitely, especially in-depth knowledge because a lot of people lack that, uh, you know, they always use generic stuff. But amazing, Mark. Uh, I think, well, I've certainly learned a lot and I think you guys listening, you've uh, you've definitely learned something. Uh, so next week, we're going to be covering, like I said, the investment banking internship. Uh, and we're also going to touch on a couple more things to do with finance. So keep tuned, keep listening. Check out our website, ourgen.co.uk and you can learn some more amazing content like what Mark has uh, just uh, spoken about there. So thank you very much. Keep learning, get earning, and enjoy it.